I think one of the key learning pieces that comes out of this for Stephen and myself is that sometimes your biggest weakness or what might appear to be your biggest weakness can actually be your biggest strength and in many ways your biggest competitive advantage. As Stephen said, we were sort of shaking our boot heels going into our first year, thinking, oh, geez, there's no way for people to connect when they're up here with the rest of the world. There's no cell technology. And we, we really had a serious conversation about bringing in that satellite truck. And in the end, we decided to own that and turn that into an advantage for us. And it, it so happens that that seemed to have coincided with this cultural movement of recognizing the importance of being a little bit disconnected and getting away from technology and detoxing from that. And that's really become one of our core principles. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have a pair of amazing guests lined up for you today. Last year, I was privileged enough to attend their signature conference, the Fireside Conference. This conference is one of the true signature conferences for entrepreneurship in North America. The creators, the founders of this incredible conference, which attracts hundreds of top entrepreneurs from around the world in super hot areas like Bitcoin, blockchain, and AI, are none other than the one, the only, Daniel Levine and Stephen Pulver. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you very much. So excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. You're both trailblazers and pioneers in this area. So our listener is excited to learn from you. They want to know your story. They want to know how you came to create this incredible conference. They want to know a little bit about your backstory. Why don't you gentlemen share that with them? Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Well, first of all, Nikki, uh, we want to thank you for having us on the podcast. We are so, so excited to be on uh, your incredible show. Thank and you. I'd love to tell the story of how Fireside came to be uh, with Stephen and myself. And it goes back now several years. It's actually a, a pretty amazing story filled with uh, serendipity and uh, a number of coincidental events. Stephen and I both grew up going to summer camp. Stephen, I think, is going on. Stephen, if I'm right, you're going on year 25 or 26, is it? Yeah, so I did 24 years there and then just adding on every year, it seems to, with music and all kinds of things. And I'll include Fireside as years of the camp as well. So we met at camp uh, over 10 years ago, but we never really developed a strong friendship or connection. And coincidentally, Nikki, we also met many years ago in law school, where we also did not develop too much of a friendship or connection. But not a couple enemies. of years, not, not enemies. enemies. 
just not friends. A couple of years ago, after graduating law school, the two of us were working on law and we started bumping into each other at all of these entrepreneurship startup and tech events around the city. And we kind of started looking at, looking at each other saying, what are you doing here? You don't fit here, you're a lawyer. And we realized that we had this joint passion for entrepreneurship and we each had this rich history of entrepreneurship and uh, being part of the startup world together. And when we were at these conferences, we started sharing stories of frustration. There are incredible conferences and events all around the city of Toronto, but they weren't quite meeting and hitting the type of event or thing we were trying to accomplish and get out of these events. We were frustrated with the drink tickets, the spongy chicken, the inability to talk to speakers, the in, the formality of the events, the, the lights, the stages, the PowerPoints. And Stephen had this brilliant idea, but also this strong desire that he's always had to want to be a camp director. And we said, well, screw it. Why don't we make this happen? Why don't we make this a reality? So four years ago, we each reached out to about 30 people in our startup entrepreneurship and business community and network. And we invited them for a weekend away up at camp with no cell phones, no technology, no stages no one drink ticket, just an incredible weekend under the stars of disconnecting and really honing in on those relationships with each other. And we had this informal event called Fireside and it's really just blossomed and grown from there. We're gonna be 400 this year going into our fourth year and we are really, really excited about it. Man, you should be, that's incredible, 400 attendees. And you're attracting some of the world's pioneers, thought leaders in their respective spaces. I mean, you've had so many incredible people at your event last year, the blockchain space. That blew me away. You had people like Anthony DiOrio there. You know, you've, got, you've had people like uh, your cousin Jeff Pulver there, Stephen. It, it, it's incredible. How do you attract these top flight thought leaders to your uh, event? Well, one of the really important things about our event is the level of thought and curation that we put into it. And it's very exclusive in many ways. Uh, we are inclusive in the sense that there's no VIP areas and everyone is treated equally, but we are exclusive in the sense that we really only allow a small number of people. The venue that we hold Fireside at is 750 acres on a beautiful private lake. It can hold well over a thousand people, but we've always limited it to just several hundred people in order to make sure there is a small group mentality and a strong camaraderie amongst the guests. So that's uh, thing number one that we do. And we really focus on bringing high quality, proven entrepreneurs and business people out, the type of people that you really want to connect with and spend a weekend with. So for example, Nikki, you mentioned blockchain. That's one of the areas of interest that we focused on in the last uh, few recent years. But we've brought in experts and leaders from different areas that we recognize either ourselves or through our alumni as being areas of interest for new entrepreneurs. And so we've brought in leaders from the cannabis space, from the AI and VR space, from all sorts of web technology and e-commerce and uh, online spaces as well. And to them, the pitch is very simple. 
you are a leader in your field and you want to be around and surrounded by like-minded peers and other people that are just top level in their field, why don't you come spend a weekend with them? It's completely off the record. You have an ability to establish strong relationships in a way that you ordinarily cannot in a concrete building at a typical conference. Wow. What a brilliant concept. And you've attracted people that not only are leaders in their space, but you've also attracted people that are the next rising generation of leaders. And you've done it in a, in a really unique and powerful way. What is it that you think has made people be so taken with the whole fireside concept? Well, uh, maybe I'll take this. A, a key to the beginning, I, I think, and, and we know and we've proven over the last few years is by truly allowing people to, I think, disconnect for the weekend uh, specifically when we talk about technology, um, and providing an all-inclusive experience. When, when we started out, we wanted to create something where people would come and their only thing they had to worry about, and I shouldn't even say worry, but just come together, meet other people and just be together. And great things are going to happen from that over the course of the weekend. Uh, as opposed to other conferences that, that Daniel and I have attended where, you know, we've had to figure out where we were going to live, uh, where, what hotel we were going to stay at, where we were going to eat dinner, where we were going to have lunch, um, what events we were going to go to. Uh, we truly wanted to build a curated experience where people could come up. And Nikki, I know you experienced this first and last year, where really we're taking care of all of the logistics for people so that once they're on site, they really have no worries. They can just uh, focus on having a great time and meeting and, and, and chatting with one another. And because of that, uh, working with entrepreneurs that are just starting out all the way through to to seasoned uh, investors, people are really experiencing this together and, and creating an experience that, that is unique and very similar to, to each person and, and each attendee that's going to be there. You know, whether that be a high-end speaker or, you know, a brand new entrepreneur, they're going to be able to get together and, and, and really form great bonds and, and learn a lot. So what's powerful about what you've done is that it's established you as thought leaders in a couple of ways. So number one, you've become known for this. So the great Matt Church, who's one of my mentors, said that an expert is someone who knows something. A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. You're known for knowing how to put together an out-of-the-box conference for entrepreneurs that are in the hottest new sectors in business. So you've become thought leaders in this space. How do you think you established yourself as thought leaders, as people who are known for this? Well, first of all, Nikki, I think we're both quite humbled to have you categorize us as thought leaders. So thank you very much for that. Yes, it's, thank you. it's something that I think, and uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. And, and Stevens, I think thought leadership is really something that in many regards comes about organically. You know, when we never set out four years ago to become thought leaders, we set out, as you put it, to create an incredible, very different and very unique event. And we have been heads down focused on that nonstop. We've, be, we've been obsessed with that for four years. And as a result, we've created a really nice experience. And incidental to that, 
is that now we are becoming recognized as thought leaders in this area. And to me, I think the key to, to becoming a thought leader is the genuine organic approach of really focusing really hard on one small area and becoming an expert in it. And that is how you become known in a community as a thought leader. And just to add kind of two anecdotes that I think are, are, are pretty on point with, with this kind of organic nature of things. You know, I, I've told the story a few times, you know, where in our first year before, you know, we even completed our first year, I think we were probably in uh, June or July of that year. Daniel and I had discussions about bringing a satellite truck up to camp. And, you know, it, at that point, we hadn't even figured out yet how powerful this idea of teaching people to disconnect for the weekend, how powerful of a message that would be and, and how that would become part of our mantra in, in terms of how to teach people how to, how to disconnect and, and the powers that come from that. You know, that was, a, that was a factor of us just like literally not having the budget, not having the money to do that. And then Daniel looking at me and saying, you know what, let's, let's just go for it. You know, we don't need to have a sat tower up and, and have people, um, you know, connected to their phones. And, and when we talk about organic, it really was through little experiences like that that have kind of formed our experience. And now we're so grateful, you know, in, in any way we can to, to impart that wisdom uh, onto, of course, your listeners and, and, and other people that attend Fireside. Well, I'll tell you something. This was serendipitous for you because people today are distracted. There, there's some thought leadership I created, some IP I created called the Negativity Distraction Complex. And it goes something like this, that your success can be inhibited if you aren't careful what thoughts you choose, what experiences you allow yourself to interpret in your mind in one way or another. And if you don't interpret your experiences in at least a neutral to a positive way, that's going to affect your success. But the other thing that's going to affect your success is distraction. And the biggest distraction in the world today is technology and social media. People today are being isolated by being on their mobile devices, by being on social media. I mean, Facebook can be a wonderful thing. I use Facebook for business all the time, but Facebook can chew up a lot of time. And that's going to take people away from connecting to other human beings. So by not allowing people to have access to the grid, if you will, by having them unplug, you're giving them the blue pill, red pill choice from the matrix, and they're taking the red pill. And this is actually making them connect with other people, see the truth, and not live in a world of distraction. What are your comments on that, Daniel? Yeah, Nikki, you know, it's it's very interesting what you say. First of all, I think we completely agree with you about that paradigm of looking at the way some of the tools of connection in modern society actually seem to create more disconnection amongst individuals in a community. And I think one of the key learning pieces that comes out of this for Stephen and myself is that sometimes your biggest weakness or what might appear to be your biggest weakness can actually be your biggest strength and in many ways your biggest competitive advantage. 
As Stephen said, we were sort of shaking in our boot heels going into our first year, thinking, oh, geez, there's no way for people to connect when they're up here with the rest of the world. There's no cell technology. And we, we really had a serious conversation about bringing in that satellite truck. And in the end, we decided to own that and turn that into an advantage for us. And it, it so happens that that seemed to have coincided with this cultural movement of recognizing the importance of being a little bit disconnected and getting away from technology and detoxing from that. And that's really become one of our core principles. And sometimes in business, if all you're looking at are the status quo, what is everyone else doing? Well, everyone else advertises that they have high-end Wi-Fi connection in their conference in their conference hall. Well, you know what? We need high-end Wi-Fi connection at our event as well. If you're just looking at the status quo of what's going on in business, you're just going to do the same thing as your other competitors, and you're going to end up being just like your other competitors. And what we've learned is that uh, although it takes uh, some courage and confidence to do something completely new and different, that is the best way to carve out a new niche within a particular market. Well said. Wow, that was brilliant and on point. And that ties into the five pillars of thought leadership. And let me just walk you through these. And I like your comment from each of you on these. So the first one is, in order for you to be a thought leader, you need to have world-class IP. You need to take the time to think. If you're not doing deep thinking in a structured fashion, you can't consider yourself a thought leader. So right. we've done some work with Matt Church from Australia and Thought Leaders Global, and we've licensed some of Matt's material and created some of our own. So he's got some tools he uses called Pink Sheets, and positioning statements. And we've got some tools of our own that basically help you take that innate genius that you have out in a structured format, get it out on paper or on a computer and turn it into intellectual property. And we think this is extremely important for you to position yourself as a thought leader and to be recognized as a thought leader in the field. What are your comments on that? Yeah, I think that, 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 first off, that's a great point. And I look forward to, to reading more about Matt Church, you know, in, in the coming days, now that you mention him. You know, when, when you talk about having that IP, I think it is absolutely critical. Um, as we talked about before, I mean, this has been pretty organic for us. We didn't set out to say we're going to create a certain, a certain look and feel of, of how Fireside would be and, and kind of create our own quote-unquote IP. It just happened organically. Uh, for us, you know, it, it actually takes on a very physical form. Literally the second people pass through those camp gates, I mean, obviously there's a lot of lead-up work before Fireside with respect to, you know, the application process and, and pieces like that. And maybe Daniel can get into that. But we use our venue as literally our form of that, you know, sheet of paper that you jot down your ideas. Literally the venue itself dictates a lot of the things that you're going to learn. We allow our guests by virtue of allowing them to go water skiing, playing tennis with one another, sitting by the campfire, you know, we're using the venue as kind of that blank canvas to create new ideas let people come together, let people learn from one another, let people teach one another and perhaps do a new thing, uh, whether it means getting up on skis for the first time or, you know, playing the lake or going sailing, whatever it might be. We're using the venue as our quote unquote IP. And I hope that makes sense to really to set the stage for, for what we built 
to kind of create our thought leadership on the basis of disconnecting and, and creating this, you know, great experience. And I'm sure Dan has, has a few things to add on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I want to jump in here is, Nikki, the way you reference IP, I think for us is a new way of looking and putting a label on something that we do and that we've done, but that we've never really put that label on as IP. And I'm sure Stephen actually will agree greatly here, yep. which is we try to create a culture and community that fosters serendipity. And that might seem uh, a bit illogical uh, and antithetical to the idea of what it means to have serendipity. But we are effectively behind the curtain in the time leading up to Fireside from the second we start getting applications and we get thousands of them to the very moment people step foot on our campground. We are doing our absolute best to learn everything we can about those individuals. What are their needs, wants, desires? What motivates them? Who do they want to meet to learn from? What things do they want to do for the very first time? And everything we learn about an individual then goes into the way we curate the experience for the weekend. Almost nothing happens by accident. So Nikki, just as a perfect example, who were some of the people, if you can remember, that you shared a cabin with last summer? Well, you know, I, I shared a cabin with this couple from Montreal. One of them uh, was actually a jiu-jitsu master, and he did a little training on jiu-jitsu. So uh, my lady Teresa and I went and did a jiu-jitsu lesson with him. I think they were Georgia and Stephen. That was their name. And Georgia actually spoke at your event. So she was, she was pretty bright. She was involved in, uh, in coaching and so on and so forth. So it was really amazing to have an opportunity to sit down with them and get to know them. Yeah, one of the things that we made sure to do with you was put you in a cabin with people not only that you could learn from, but that could learn from you. So Georgia, who you referenced, she's also a podcaster, much like you, and so she has a lot of expert tips to share about podcasting, but a lot to learn from you about podcasting. And I think we actually had you in a, in a cabin group with a few other expert, amazing podcasters. And the idea there was to help you develop a network of peers that are executing in their entrepreneurial life in a similar way as you, so that you could develop a mastermind of peers that you could create a strong network with and learn from, but also teach teach with. And that extends throughout the entirety of the event, whether it's who you're sitting next to at dinner or who you're waking up with and uh, doing a morning yoga class or jujitsu class to who you're spending the evening with around the campfire. All of those events from who you're staying with to the activities you do are all structured around a way to foster that serendipity to the absolute best extent that we are able to do. Brilliantly said. So the second pillar of thought leadership is a strategy of preeminence. For you to be a thought leader, you need to stand out. In order for you to stand out, you need to be the best in your field or at least one of the best in your field. And that's what we define as a strategy of preeminence. What are your comments on that? And how would you say you've done this and how would you tell our listener they can apply this in their life or their business? For us, it's really been about 
finding and learning as much knowledge about the small niche area we have carved out as possible. So again, Nikki, we spend so much time learning about events, about how you create connections between people. And then we let our our thought leadership lead and emerge through the execution of our events and through those that we connect with. So it's a little bit different since we are an event. If you're a product, uh, in many ways, your thought leadership might emerge through your actual product and how that benefits the customer. But for us, we really focus on making sure that everyone leaves feeling like like they have had a transformative life experience. And through that, they recognize that if they want to either have an experience like that again or introduce a peer or friend of theirs to an experience like that, they need to come to us and let us help them along that journey. That's very powerful as well. So the third pillar of thought leadership is clarity. You have to have a clear message and you have to have a clear target audience. I think you do this really, really well. What are your comments on that and how you've implemented this in your business and your recommendations for our listener? Sure. So quite honestly, this has kind of changed a little bit over the years in terms of, and I think this is a great point, in terms of who we're targeting and and, and who the kinds of people are that, that we want to teach and we also want to learn from. You know, our our clear mission is really this idea of disconnecting to connect. And that's really been our clear position since the beginning, right? This idea of disconnecting from technology as a means of really reconnecting with your peers and, and, and bringing people together. Um, you know, when we talk about clarity, we are always looking for people that are at the top of their field, people that are in many cases at the same level that we strive to be with, with Fireside um, in their respective fields. So people like yourself, Nikki, um, we have lots of people, you know, Jason Calacanis, who's joining us from California this year, um, who's, you know, a, a top, 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 maybe the top angel investor in the U.S. and around the world. And having that clear message that, you know, these are the types of people that we are attracting at Fireside. And for those that are striving to be like those people, uh, coming to Fireside is going to give you access uh, to, to, to meet these people and to learn from these people and really just trying to attract different verticals of great people that buy into this philosophy. The key piece for us is having people buy into this clear philosophy of disconnecting to connect because really everything does flow from that throughout the weekend. Wow, that's very true uh, and very profound. The next thing that we say that defines a thought leader is the principle of leverage. And this is one where a lot of people get it wrong, unfortunately. A lot of people in our industry do what they do primarily in one way. So they might just do workshops or they might just do one-on-one -on -one work or they might just be a speaker. And Matt Church, says that for you to be a thought leader, you need to be able to deliver your expertise, repackage it and deliver it in any one of six modalities. And the six modalities that he's identified are coaching, mentoring, speaking, authoring, training, and facilitating. 
And he says that you need to be developing and delivering your thought leadership in at least four of these six modalities. So what are your comments on this? How are you folks utilizing the principle of leverage inside your work? Yeah, so so Dan, maybe you and I could take a few components of this. I think that's an amazing point, and I certainly agree. Um, Daniel and I actually both kind of set out last year to say, okay, we've we've established Fireside. It's going to be amazing. We're going to keep doing it every year. What else can we do to continue our own thought leadership and and and, and building out our community? Uh, one of which uh, we actually started a podcast actually just prior to Fireside. I think Daniel, you might be able to confirm. I think we're on our ninth episode now, so we try to. We've been trying to do it every week now that spring is kind of coming through, and and that's a huge piece for us. And it's slowly over time, um, bringing on guests and and teaching uh, people about the the mantras that we've developed over the years. Of course, speaking is is a big one, and writing. All of those things are key components. Dan, I don't know if you have any specific ones you'd wanted to add to to, to that. Well, I think, Nikki, it's very important to take a 360-degree approach when you're looking to establish yourself as a thought leadership. So we completely agree that you need to hone in on as many of those elements as you can. And I really like the idea of taking on four of those. And to Stephen's point, I think one of the most important key factors for us was really develop yourself and get comfortable at one of those components to start. So we started out by facilitating, and that is the one that we worked hard on for three years to become absolute experts in. And it's only after three years of knowing that we can absolutely execute on facilitation that we started turning our minds to some of those other components of thought leadership. And one thing that I think can be a challenge for individuals trying to establish themselves as thought leaders is taking on a little too much at the outset. So my advice is focus on one component at the early stages, get really good and really comfortable with it, and then start to branch out into those other components that you mentioned. And Stephen said, we're now doing a podcast, the firesidepodcast.com. That's been not just really fun and exciting, but really great for establishing thought leadership and a tool for us to stay connected with our amazing community. And we're continuing to bridge out to those other areas to continue to establish thought leadership. Fabulous. I love it. That's awesome. So you're going to have to have me on as a guest on your podcast now, eh? We're absolutely. We can't wait. Awesome. 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 Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We got to decide if that's going to happen at Fireside or we we can do it before, of course, but uh, would always be fun to do it around the campfire. For sure, for sure, for sure. We can, we can definitely figure that out over the next little while. So the fifth pillar and final pillar of thought leadership is Something that I like to call hashtag don't do 2018 alone. And what I mean by that is people in our industry can often be isolated. This incredible technology that we're surrounded by, ironically, is having more and more people be on their own and not be out there with people. So they're not around mentors and they're not around peers. So the fifth pillar of thought leadership is you need to have great mentors and you need to have great peers. You need to be part of an ongoing peer group. This is self-serving because I run a mentorship program and I run a peer group. And I think these are both extremely important. They've been very important to my success. They've been very important to the success of the members of my various programs. What are your comments on that? 
Yeah, Nikki, we completely agree with that. And not only because it starts with a hashtag, which we love, but the actual <laughs> the actual sentiment of it is extremely important. Stephen and I have a philosophy that is not a, a one that we've invented ourselves, but is one that many successful business people have had over the years, which is never go out and have lunch alone. And we've sort of extended that out to almost everything we do, whether it's a lunch or a dinner or just an event that Stephen and I are going to in the community or a meeting that we're having, we try to bring in as many peers and mentors as we can and invite them into our community for face-to-face, person-to-person connection. There is simply nothing as powerful as an in-person meeting. And that is one of the core foundational philosophies at Fireside, which is the idea that we eat every meal together as a community. So unlike other conferences, for example, where you might leave the conference hall and go over to the local Starbucks for lunch or a local McDonald's on your own or with someone else. And Nikki, I know you're not going to McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> the, the idea is it's actually those those gaps in between the content of learning that give you an opportunity to create community and connection that we all crave and desire, but that we also all benefit from so greatly. And so everything that we do at Fireside, both at the event and uh, throughout the year, is informed by exactly that idea about bringing people together for human to human personal connection. I love that. That's so well said, with such a lot of energy and passion. We like to end off every single episode by asking you, our expert guests, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on in their life and in their business to take them both to the next level? So what say you, gents? For sure. So I think I have two and then I think Daniel, you'll, you'll close it off. Right. So, I mean, my number one and, and something Dan and I just absolutely try to live by, um, especially in the summer as the weather's getting nicer is you have to unplug. It is absolutely critical. And going back to, to, uh, Nikki, your comments before about, you know, our addiction to technology. I know you, you might not have said it in, in those terms, but the, the amount we use technology and, the impact that that has both on our personal and our business and professional lives and just unplugging. It doesn't need to be, uh, you know, obviously we hope it's at fireside, but even if it's just for the evening, these are critical steps that you and everyone, you know, we try to impart that wisdom on people of just disconnecting even for a few hours a day um, is so important uh, for your mental stability and, and for your really your just general productivity. And that's a huge piece for us. You, you um, know, Nikki, one of the things uh, that we find quite often from younger entrepreneurs that are coming to talk to us about Fireside and potentially attending, when we say to them, hey, just so you know, you're putting away the technology for two or three days, a lot of them say, I can't do that. I'm running this business. I need to send this email and talk with that person. And oftentimes, those are the people that we that we discover actually need to attend Fireside the most 
uh, lest they burn out and their business basically uh, turns to rubble. It is a huge, huge problem that we hear from people all the time about burnout. And it's incredibly important, Nikki, to take a step back and just be present for a moment and let yourself recharge. It's super important. It's funny you mentioned burnout. I interviewed someone else earlier today. I mean, you know, I, I usually have a day a month where I do these podcast interviews. And I was interviewing Stephen Mansfield, and he talked about having our lives be burnout factories. I thought it was such an elegant phrase. Wow. You know, and that's what that's what our lives have become. Right. Many people are just living in a burnout factory. And I think Fireside is an antidote to that. Thank you. And, and yeah, and just just to add to that, you know, there, there might even be conception. And I know there, there's there's this thought amongst entrepreneurs to add to what Dan's saying, you know, where just because you're disconnecting that somehow you can't talk business or you can't, you know, learn. You know, for us, that's our whole goal is to disconnect, unplug uh, so that you can focus on the, the raise you're trying to do or the, the problem you're trying to solve. It just doesn't have to involve technology necessarily. And just moving to the second expert tip, don't be afraid of the things that you don't know how to do. Dan and I have had literally hundreds of moments over the last four years where we literally have not known how to accomplish the thing that we've set out to do. Uh, you know, and and in each case, and I should say in pretty much each case, we've come up with a way to solve that problem. You know, in the first in the first instance, it might not be the most elegant, but there's always a freelancer. There's always a person you can pick up the phone. There's always someone or something that you can turn to to help you out of that problem. And I think, you know, Nikki, that goes a long way with respect to, to the mentorship and, and coaching that you do uh, to, to really just know that you are not alone. People have dealt with these issues before, whether they be technological or, 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 or business related or personal, to please just reach out and, and seek that help that you need uh, to bring your business or yourself to the next level. That's very true and very important. I really, really like what you just said. You know, not being afraid of what you don't know. I've been guilty of that myself when I was listening to you say that, you know. Um, I've been afraid of what I don't know. There's things I don't know, especially when it comes to making complex technology work. And it's important to, like, not be afraid of it and say, hey, if there's a will, there's a way, and there's a way to figure this out. And also to bring on team members who have skill sets that I don't have. Absolutely. And that's something we've lived, lived by uh, for the last few years, and, and we continue to live by to, to the point of also giving that out as, as our expert advice on, on today's podcast. So, Dan, I know that you had a, a third point. Yes, I'll jump in here on the third expert tip from us. And it's a very simple one, but one that I think oftentimes entrepreneurs are scared to turn their minds to, and that's partnership. Partnership is probably one of the key foundational areas that has led to success for us. We have turned to the community to create as many win-win partnerships as we can. You know, Nikki, at Fireside, it's just Stephen and myself. And if it were just really just the two of us, we would never have been able to grow this business and this conference into what it is today. It's only because we have turned to key 
partners in the community to create something where the sum of the parts is greater than any individual one. So whether it's partnership in the way that we worked with our venue or the way that we've worked with uh, different attendees, uh, the way that we work with all of our suppliers and how that's led to creating just economies of scale when it comes to things like media buying or promotion or getting out there into the community. If it weren't for these core key partnerships, not only would we be exceptionally uh, spread well too thin, but we would just not be able to reach the four corners of the world that we are able to right now with Fireside, bringing in people from Australia, from Europe, from all over North America. It's due to these amazing partnerships that we've developed over the years. And as an entrepreneur, you cannot be afraid of giving something in a, in a partnership and then also taking something in a partnership. That's very powerful. I really like that. So those are your three expert action steps. I think they're brilliant. And listener, if you're listening to this podcast and this is the first time you've heard of Fireside, here's my recommendation to you. Run to your computer. Go look up Fireside Conference online and register. Register for the upcoming 2018 Fireside Conference. There's not a lot of tickets left. I literally mean this. You got to hurry. These guys are selling out fast, and they're not kidding when they say they cap the number of attendees. These, these conferences always sell out. So if what you've heard here has sparked a fire in you, if you are interested, heck, even better, if you're committed to taking yourself to the next level and you're an entrepreneur and you want to meet a whole bunch of great entrepreneurs, there is no better way than being around 400 of the key leaders of tomorrow at the Fireside Conference in Ontario. And these guys, I'm sure, are uh, going to be eager to host you and heck, they might even uh, be interested in giving like a special e-circle uh, welcome to you. If you say you were listening to the Thought Leader Revolution podcast when you're there, you'll meet a few people from the podcast there. You'll meet some people that are doing things like blockchain. It's going to be something great. You're really going to want to be there. So make sure you do that. We'll put that website in our, in our show notes. And if you've been thinking to yourself, listening to these two amazing gentlemen, could I be like Stephen? Could I be like Daniel? Do I have something valuable inside me that's dying to come out? Does the world need my intellectual property? Am I able to get it out there and have it be important and relevant and make an impact and make me an income? The best way to find out is really simple. Jump on a call with me or a member of my team. And the way to do that is go to eCircleAcademy.com forward slash appointment. That's eCircleAcademy.com forward slash appointment. And we'll be able to set that up for you forthwith. Steven, Daniel, thank you so much for being on the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. It's been an absolute pleasure and a real joy being on the show with you. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Do, we can't wait to mine. do it again this summer. Oh, 100%, man, 100%. And that wraps up another exciting and amazing episode of the Thought Leader Revolution podcast. To find out more about today's incredible guests, Daniel and Stephen, a.k.a. the Fireside Guys, 
go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com, go to the show notes, and we'll be able to take care of that for you forthwith. Until next time, goodbye.